we've seen time and time again. It's just quality. Touchline takes. Incentives a better combination than Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. This podcast. Touchline takes podcast. Excuse me for being excited, people. Kitty over there, huh, Carl? Very good. Think so? You, the way... What would you rate it? Let's go 1 to 10. What's that cat rated? 1 out of a 10. Yeah. I would say, I would say a 10. 10? Okay, that's good. That's not bad. Judging her? Not judging. That's about I as good was, as it gets. Uh, inspecting. Oh, look. Look at her come over now. You see? Aww. Oh, 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 oh. Come on, Lily Bean. So, um, right now we're talking about a cat, and we're both looking at the same cat because we are actually in the same room. This is the first ever, uh, not it's not a live touchline takes podcast, but it's an in person. We're together. Cameron's sitting on my lap. Yeah, that, um, well, I, I don't don't let them know that. That's like that's privileged information. Um, but yeah, we're we're here. We're we're chilling. Um, we figured out how to get this to happen because well it's not really because carl wanted to come down and do a no. podcast together but we're we're here in tampa because carl came to visit and uh we're, we're just happened to yeah. be able to find the time we made it after, work after enjoying so much sun these last few days going to a few places <laughs> out here in tampa it was uh it was fun man it's been it's been a good time and one of the big things was like we wanted to try to do this live not live like you said but oh, just in person to get yeah. in person podcast. We're, we're in the same we, place we, we, we can look at each other we can smile at each other even though with zoom i guess we can sort of do we that do. yeah we bit. do it's just like yeah. delayed like here it's like i can read verbal cues you know all that stuff so we, we don't have to worry about camera losing audio in the middle of the podcast yeah. i can see when you're about to stop and when you you know are are starting talking so that that helps quite a bit but yeah, Carl's been around here in Tampa. He came down. Unfortunately, no Tampa Bay Rowdies game to no. uh, to go see. So I got I got to time that better next time. I I really. But but what did happen is we went to a Tampa Bay Rowdies watch party. We Ebor. did. Yeah. Uh, shout out uh, RBLR Sports. Uh, um, they put on a nice little watch party over in mm-hmm. Ebor at Bari House. Uh, that's the second time I've gone, but luckily we had just been hanging out in St. Pete earlier that day and we're like, eh, you know, we're not going to hang out all night here. So we'll, uh, we'll go back. You might also hear a cat in the background running yeah, around. It's my cat. Destroying. Usually I kick her out of the, the room before I record. So today she's making her own appearance. Just not a speaking appearance. It's just background it's, it's, action noise. It's her uh, first appearance on Touchline. Yeah. Too. She's, she's working on her defending, just taking out all her toys right now. Exactly. She's doing a great job. Her dribbling skills are unmatched. Impeccable, yeah. It's it's hundred percent uh completed dribbles today. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we, we went to this watch party up in Ebor at uh at Bari House. It was great. Mm-hmm. Rowdies ended up coming out on top. Do nothing, baby. Beers were flowing. Uh the, the people there were great. A lot of rowdies green. Um this was actually Carl's second time in Ebor this weekend. Carl, uh if you if you're familiar with Ebor in Tampa Carl got oh, the experience yeah. of going to the castle on Friday night. That so. was an experience, man. That was I, I you know what it reminded me of when I was there on Castle and all I could think of what? is that 
Ted Lasso episode. Have you seen all the Ted Lasso? I haven't. No, I haven't. You seen all haven't. The I've, so really, I've only seen like season one and then part of season two. It's either season two or season three. But uh, the assistant coach is in the club after you know doing a bunch of just drinks and okay. whatever else, and just the lights and just the way it's, they've reminded me so much of that episode. That's is this what the guy with the mustache, whatever they call him. Yeah. Uh, or no, does it, the beard? Beard. The beard. The beard. That's the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he's in the club off, off, he's, off the MDMA or yeah exactly and he's like because he's going through like some like semi spoiler alert if you haven't seen Ted Lasso to turn this off but true, yeah. he's going through some of like a semi sort of relationship troubles with the girl he's been seeing there okay um and he go ends up going to like this club and it was just like that or the castle remind me so much of like that scene with the just like the laser lights going off and like it was the house music like it, it was a weird mixture of early 2000s european house music with like, castle now, right? yeah, sure. yeah 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 with yeah. like heavy metal yeah it's a good that was a cool vibe like uh I, i'm not super down with heavy metal but it like worked and, it worked and then so like all much. the lasers and also we had had a few drinks we were we calculated few. we tabulated it out later in the night or yet yeah, the day yesterday God. actually but uh we won't yeah. we won't specify those exact numbers between, um, between we don't want to embarrass anyone you know so yeah but uh actually speaking of which we've we've got a couple in front of us and we got to do this coordinated because we've been doing this on zoom calls so now we can finally do it in person and you should be able to hear so without a doubt with it without without a doubt without a, a moment's to spare here we go oh yeah that was a good oh yeah that's the best coordinated. one i think we've ever done but cheers, cheers to us guys. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to a great couple months since we last talked to you. I think it's been like a month, month and a half, maybe yeah, two. I feel like we're, we're, we take summer hibernation, even though that's like when all the stuff's happening with exactly. soccer in the United States. But, <laughs> but uh, we got no, a, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, it's not like soccer hasn't been happening. Uh, plenty of it has. So right. today we're going to talk uh, a little bit of USL talk. Um, mm -hmm. Been some things happening in the, in the league that need to be addressed. Uh, we have some uh, Women's World Cup recap, just yep. just a little brief recap, and also, unfortunately, I think that's recently been overshadowed by some of the controversy. Yeah. Uh, and then we got a little messy fever to discuss. The, the messy dream, man. The messy dream, and and then uh, I don't know, maybe I'll maybe I'll start it off with this, but I got a little uh world tour that I did myself recently where I got to see a little overseas soccer so that was cool especially in the summer it's kind of hard to find that yeah you know you're going to europe which i did so we'll talk about that uh but let's let's get into the, the kind of the, the bombshell i guess right now i i would say people probably saw this one coming but yeah usl news uh san diego loyal are terminating the, well, the franchise i guess that's kind of an egregious way to say it but yeah uh they will be folding after this current season, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, we kind of saw this coming because new MLS team in San Diego. New MLS team's going to move in there. And yeah. it's just like, it, it, you know, it's kind of like what we saw with St. Louis a couple years ago, right? We saw the writing mm -hmm. on the wall that St. Louis was going to come in and, you know, the town ain't big enough for the both of us, apparently. So yeah. it's just the San Diego Loyal are going to fold in order to make way to the MLS team. I mean, the MLS what sent out like this weird like tweet that was yeah. like "Thank you, San Diego." It was like "Thank you." Oh, we got a door opening here. I don't know. I I genuinely have no idea if any of this stuff is 
audible, but uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they put out this letter that was like, thanks, like, for doing all the work for us, basically. That's basically what the letter said. Like, Like, thanks for building the soccer community here in San Diego. We basically paid, what, they paid like $450 to destroy you and also take all of your handiwork, so... Thanks for that. Um, I was I was able to I was out in San Diego a little while back, and I was able to go catch a match. And I, I guess at the time I wasn't sure of what was going to happen with the the MLS team, but like right. I don't know, they have a they have a really good fan base, so I kind of thought it could still happen. But there is some truth to the whole stadium thing. Like mm-hmm. from what I understand, the university they play at, very confu- I'm very confused by all the uh, naming of all the. San Diego universities out there. It's either UCSD or USD. I don't know what it is. But anyways, I think the University of California. This is, I think, the private one. So it's a private college there. Oh, I have no idea. That's above my Torreo knowledge. Stadium where they play. Uh, they take a pretty good cut of the tickets. Like I was a little surprised when I bought a ticket there because they are a little expensive as far as USL goes. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was a good experience. You know, it's kind of sad that that's that's it. That's that. You know, they're not coming back. Like. This was a strong brand. They had Landon Donovan coaching them and now working in the back room. And uh, right. I, I understand. I think there was probably um, some offers made to buy the uh, the branding, but I think either San Diego pay, uh, asked too much right. or maybe they just straight up said no or maybe no inquiry was ever made. I don't know. And I, I don't know. Like it, and it doesn't seem like they're going to keep that whole San Diego loyal thing, which is too bad because, I mean – we were talking about last night at the uh, Rowdy's watch party, right. like um, too often you have like FC San Diego or like real San Diego or San Diego FC or like, well, I think the conversation was there's, there's something that's come out from the owner or somebody involved with the MLS San Diego team. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't I'm just going to, you know, we're not really supposed to say this, but um, it's either going to be FC San Diego or San, San Diego, Diego really FC. Talk. And it's like, Dude, what? <laughs> wow, that's bold, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, Jesus, you guys are really thinking outside the box for this one. So it's, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's too bad because you're taking a club that you know has history. It has, it has it's a brief. Like I mean, said, I don't think they've been around for that long, if I, but, if I remember correctly. But still, there's something seasons, built but, within the community. There's something yeah. built within the club. Like there's. You know, I, I I guess this is a bad example, but like when we saw the whole Rochester, I like granted the Rochester Rhinos have way more history, you but like when, yeah. <laughs> when it came out, like they weren't going to be called the Rhinos anymore or yeah. anything. It was just like you know, it was what like Rochester, New York history? FC. Like a lot of the MLS teams have done, uh, you know, similar. Like uh, most recently, I, I think montreal montreal has done it like three times Lose, in the last, yeah, like, yeah, yeah they don't they don't years. know what they're called i'm I not sure what they're called anymore i think you're right it's cf montreal but is it like club football montreal yeah however you say it in french i mean uh, we, we see a lot of like branding changes but i mm-hmm. think the name changes are the worst like just just stick with something just, and honestly with the amount of i think when the first couple teams did like we're gonna be fc this or we're mm-hmm. gonna be sc this i think that was okay because that worked because as it stood, a lot of the teams in MLS still had the whole like, uh, you know, wa- somewhat wacky names that they came up with in Columbus Crew, like, Seattle, San FC Andreas. Dallas. FC Dallas used to be Dallas Burn. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Red Bull is a little different because they were Metro They're Stars, but they were purchased by purchased Red Bull. Purchased by so Red Bull. So. You can see that coming from a mile away. But yeah, it's it's a little sad. I mean, we are losing history. Uh, but I think with with San Diego leaving, 
it's not I, I think one thing about it that should be noted is that genuinely when we see clubs fold we worry about it from the perspective of it just couldn't work it wasn't like feasible for them to keep going but with this right. one as much as i'm sad about it it's like well at least it's not a usl team folding because they're just insolvent yeah or they just can't like uh the the operating costs just didn't make sense for them anymore right. so that's I think that's kind of like a, you can, we didn't really have that happen this year. So mm -hmm. that's, we can turn a negative into a positive. I would love to have seen San Diego Loyal continue on maybe in like League One. Right. Would have been nice. Because they could use that on the West Coast too. Yeah. But it, I mean, just logistically, like you run into those issues with that sort of thing. They so still needed like, a stadium of some sort. And I'm sure like the high school stadium just wasn't. It wasn't going to be feasible. It wasn't going to work. So yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> We do have one team coming the other direction. Uh, right. We have North Carolina FC is making the jump back to the USL championship awesome after to see. a couple years down in League One. Um, it's an interesting move where I, I don't really understand like all of it, but uh, right. I don't. There's not even really that much to say about it. Like they're just they're coming back, so that might that I mean with oil leaving and North Carolina coming in, that might change mm -hmm. how the Western Conference is aligned. We also did see recently that uh, that Oklahoma is in fact not dead. Oklahoma Energy is uh, very much in the process of planning out uh, a new stadium location. Oklahoma lives. They live. Uh, that was one where we were like, "Is this like a real hiatus, or is this yeah. like a we we actually are gonna just shut everything shut down?" Shut every all the operations. No, that's great to see. I mean, two two steps forward. You're you know, two steps forward, one step back yeah. when it comes to this league. Sometimes, um, sometimes it's one step forward, two steps back. Sometimes it's half a step forward, three steps back. Like, it just how many more steps are we going to talk about here? I, sometimes we, it's five steps to the left, one step to the right, and then like three cha cha steps back, real one, slow. Yeah, and then you cha cha. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I think it's a sad moment. I mean, want to do? Let's do a moment of silence real quick, actually, for Xander Gola. Okay, thank you, Carl. That was thank that you. was nice. That's to, there, that is nice actually. So I, I don't mean this as a pun because I've actually noticed when I was out there, I noticed the fans are really awesome. So mm -hmm. uh, that was a moment of silence to the loyalty of the fans out there, all no the way probably right up to the end. Yeah, it's we we feel for you. I know a lot of people are very salty about the MLS team now, especially with that letter Carl brought up. Yeah. So I I don't actually know how those fans are going to approach the MLS team the moving MLS forward. Team. How? Let me put it this way: We've seen St. Louis this year, right? Yeah. It seems like the community in the city has very much, and like, and I can't speak for all the people who were there when the USL team was there. Yeah, that's you what know, I what say mean? like we don't actually know if those people are also in the or stadium, these people or are just new. sort of I don't want to call them casual soccer fans, yeah. but they just saw a MLS casual. team coming to St. Louis and decide to jump on the bandwagon of them, not really knowing the history. a fancy new stadium that's pretty freaking nice, yeah. if I say that helps. myself. Like, that helps. That helps persuade some yeah. people to come out to the game. So. Well, and that's the thing. Um, I forget the name of the – oh, Snapdragon. So yeah. the MLS team's going to be playing a Snapdragon where San Diego Wave currently play. It's not bad. Uh, you saw a game there too, I did, didn't yeah, you? I saw a San Diego Wave game. The only thing I would say about that stadium is it could use a little shade. It doesn't, it's like all, it's very, it's like weird how it's a, 
it, well, it's also a football stadium. Right. It also is a college football stadium, but it almost in some ways feels more like a football stadium than a soccer stadium without like the overhangs for shade. Mm-hmm. Great stadium though. Like even if you're higher up, you feel very close to the action. So, right. uh, you know, I'm sure the fan experience will be all right there. There's like a, it, it's in mission Valley. So it's, fairly close to downtown they have a stop on their their tram line so now is san diego joining next year yeah is it uh, next season? 20 i think it's 2025 okay so it's two more years yeah i think so i could i could definitely be wrong yeah that, that would seem a little sudden because i know when the st louis team folded there was like a year or two in between plus you had the pandemic too so that mm-hmm. kind of pushed things back i think with a lot of these expansion clubs um trying to think is there any more expansion club, clubs coming for uh mls or usl mls mls uh i was gonna say like rhode island's next year i'm pretty sure for usl yeah but uh mls um diego will last for a while i think san diego's the i can't think of another one i, I can't because like san luis was the only one that i could like was coming in soon and now san yeah. diego i mean because remember like sacramento mm. had their moment where like oh they're they thought the one nope uh I think it's only San Diego. I think people are well. There are rumors that Indy is on the list, especially with oh, that new stadium yeah. they're gonna build. Uh, like Las Vegas is always thrown around, but with the glut of like new pro sports teams, I think we might have even discussed this. Like, it seems a little unlikely that that's still gonna be the location. And I mean, think how crazy the fees are getting now for a yeah. new MLS team. So. I mean, the 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 buy-in to be able to do an MLS team is insane, right. and I think everything Makes you're seeing, slow. everything you're seeing with Messi and what sort of the good point. Let's get to that. Let's let's. So that's uh that's actually kind of a, a topic switch, but I think it's a good time to to get down to business on that. Um, I I mean, it, it's weird to, for me to say this, but I feel like I've been more pro Messi than a lot of MLS fans. I yes. I have very many thoughts on the MLS and on this messy situation. I mean, I think coming into, obviously, it's no question anymore. After he won the World Cup, after, you know, just Messi being messy, he's the greatest player of all time. There's there's no controversy anymore. Like, I don't even think it's a debate anymore. Um, So him coming over to the MLS, we knew probably he would succeed. I know there are some people out there who kind of wanted to see him fail just for some weird yeah, reason. I want to like, see him fail to like show the quality of MLS, which is like... But I mean, I think we all... And, and a lot of these MLS lifers are people who don't... Like, for, like I love, in a, you know, the way that U.S. soccer has grown here. Yeah. I think the U.S. the MLS has done some great things for the growth I mean, of soccer I mean, in this country. Even just what we were talking about, like St. Louis having that stadium is... Mm-hmm. I, I, having dedicated soccer stadiums is probably one of the, I mean, obviously there's a million things you could say for this, but one of the biggest landscape changes right. in American soccer is having so many soccer-specific stadiums. So you're not sitting in a stadium like Gillette with 19,000 people, but because right. it fills 70, 75,000. The viewing's good. The dimensions are good. Uh, there are still some issues with like natural grass stadiums, but which, yeah. which is, is funny because I feel like we've that was one of the things people were worried that like Messi wasn't going to play. On uh on, on turf. turf, but I think he's gone on to say nope. He'll be he'll be doing it. He'll be playing the whole time. And I mean, it's it's just like you you've seen what he's done. I mean, I think you have the stats right in front of you. I do. Yeah, actually, let's let's go through those real quick. Just um, so if you're not already aware, uh, with Inter Miami, kind of did I I mean, sort of it was sort of the unthinkable at the time, but won the League's Cup. 
yeah. uh, I think a team the- that was in last place going into this tournament, like yeah. last place of the MLS. Uh, I mean, this was a tournament where people weren't even sure if MLS was going to come out on top. Like right. League MX had plenty of, of heavy hitters going into that tournament where they could have easily come out on top. Uh, but somehow Inter Miami did it, and I, it's definitely thanks to a little messy magic. But let's not kid ourselves. I mean. Uh, Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba also did a number. Big help. And a lot of the kind of bit part players, uh, I think, I, came out shining after that just because they had that talent around them to kind of I, I, see he, their... Messi has made everyone on the team better. Yeah. Hands down. Everyone on that team, even if he isn't directly affect, like they're not attackers, he's not working, like the defenders have been, be- like everybody on that team has seen more mo- seemed more motivated and seemed better because they're playing around this, which is, again, I don't think any surprise that we're sort of seeing that. Like, it seems like everybody's deciding they're knowing where to make the right runs. And I mean, I think it was his first MLS goal he scored the other day. That pass that he made, yeah. I, I, I can't name a single other player who would think to do that pass. No. And the, you know, the, I can't remember who crossed it into him, but like he knew to make that run because Messi's going to find me the ball no matter what. And in messy fashion, he continues his run towards the goal after passing it, finds himself wide open for the goal. But it's like, it's moments like that. And I mean, there's replays, you can screenshot it, see how the defenders kind of stop defending their ball watching, which again, I think is indicative to what the MLS like sort of talent level is at. Messi's coming over here, still arguably, you know, one of the top players in the world. Yeah playing against a lot of players who unfortunately the talent level probably isn't even half that and so like the mls i think this is a moment you know as great as messi has been as great as this is gonna Mm -hmm. probably help for the growth of the league this is i think kind of reality check for the league too if messi especially if messi comes in here takes last place inter miami to a playoff spot and they win the mls cup or the u.s open cup too like you know it's i think it's a good like I know some people were like, okay, well, Messi comes in and, you know, he dominates the league. That looks bad in the league. No, I, I think what what that will do for the league is it will show – I mean, obviously not everyone can go out and get the best player to ever have played. But what it might show is that a star like Messi can, in fact, change the game for a team. Like it's yeah. – it, it shows some of these owners that, well, maybe if I do, you know, put something together, it's compelling. Mm-hmm. Uh and and find the right guy like they can actually drive you know not only the marketability of my team up but the actual you know on field uh play of my team up and i think recently some of those picks were not the greatest like let's be real you had guys like frank lampard coming in uh pirlo coming in gerard coming in who just were not able to cut it anymore i mean messi's a cut above let's let's be honest about that but you know it's like we could go for the 28 year old superstar that you know, maybe it's not Holland level right. for like a right now example, but um, like maybe somebody goes for like Luis Diaz right. in a couple of years and says, hey, man, like we got we can help you, uh, you know, be closer to the Colombian market. So like, you know, you're in a similar time zone. Um, we have a lot of Colombian fans here. We can put together a big uh, package for you. You're going to be a star in the United States. Yeah. And he could make a huge difference for a team. I, and I think we saw that. Not, I mean, to a lesser extent, with Gareth Bale coming to LAFC last yeah, year. Yeah, right? that was a bit of a uh, 
that was a, that was a surprise. I think we all thought he had nothing left, and kinda, yeah. you know, it was weird. He, he kind, I think he kind of did. That was a move for him. Like, hey, World Cup's coming up. I want to be able to play. Yeah. Obviously, he was going to play at Real Madrid, so he was like, hey, I'll come over here to you know the LAFC, U.S. Yeah. You know, for it was LA too. That's not exactly a hard sell. No, and I mean it's half a season. He came in, score, ended up scoring the game-winning goal in the MLS Cup last year to win LAFC the title. So um, I think, you know, more than anything, I hope for the MLS, this wakes them up to the limitations they put on clubs to be able to afford players like Messi. Because I I mean, with... We, we talked about in the last podcast, and I think it's still confusing to everybody what Messi's actual contract really is. Like, yeah. it's, there's still so many unclears. Some of them to, are like, are, it's revenue sharing? Or something? It, it, there's like, like revenue sharing. There's ownership part of, like, you I, know. You got, yeah, you got equity in Miami? In Miami, their ownership. Like, there's so many. Adidas, you know, yeah. they, they part of a revenue deal with Adidas, who's the official sponsor of the MLS, Apple TV, for, you know, the number of. You know, MLS season pass subscribers that come in. But you don't have to jump it through these hoops if the MLS would just loosen the restrictions. They right. bent over backwards to allow Inter Miami to be able to make this deal happen with Messi. Right. And we're I think one thing that we're maybe glossing over a little bit is that uh if you loosen the purse strings a little bit or increase DP slots, which is always a weird thing to say out loud. Tam Gam DP. Yeah, if you increase those, like you can, you can maybe put something together that's a little more cohesive. Like yeah. that's what Inter Miami did. Like we kind of thought, all right, like if you just bring Busquets in on his own, he might do well for a team. He might do some, you know, interesting things for the team. Be able to make the players around him better. But like right. the combination of bringing Messi, Busquets, and Alba in, each on their own line of the uh, the formation, like. I think that is sort of what what elevated the whole, this whole squad. Like there was a level of cohesion mm-hmm. amongst those bigger target uh, guys that they brought in. Like that's, right. I think that's the difference. Like if you bring in people that are similar play style or have played together, and you can put a package together that's compelling enough for them, that's going to make a difference in your squad. So, I I mean moving forward, I think that's why I'm saying this could be good for the league is because right. it'll like I think a big part of the reason why we haven't seen so many spending changes is because of the owners. Like, the owners are very, like, cautious on this stuff. But you get enough of those owners together, and they go, hey, man, like... I want to be an inter-Miami, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want to be able to... Yeah, exactly. Once Not... again, there's only one that. Right. Well, so this isn't going to happen. But, like, like you said, like, the example you use, like, MLS clubs could look towards more of those type of players who are stars in their own sort of, you know, circle... But yeah. they're like on the European level, maybe not up to that. But they come over here to the U.S. Mm-hmm. to North America, man. I mean, they're gonna back be in the day, was not like he was not the, the upper echelon of European stars at that time. But he came here and he was a star. Yeah. So now, if they open the first strings a little and bring somebody who's an actual star, who kids have played uh, or have uh, utilized in like EAFC or FIFA, uh, right. or you know, have just watched in the Premier League, like. If you can bring them over here and they're still relatively in the prime, like things are going to change. Like I mean, last year, we sort of saw the 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 signs of like that kind of starting with Ricky. Uh, I actually know that they have to pronounce his last uh, name. Ricky Pui, or Pui, or whatever. Pui, Ricky Pui, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and he's been good. I mean, obviously, he hasn't been fantastic, but he's been good. But I think one thing I do want to point out real quick, just in case you haven't seen the numbers, 
So Messi is at 11 goals in nine games right now. Uh, he's got one in league play, two assists in the U.S. Open Cup. Just another, like, okay, he could actually get a cup double, which is crazy. And then he had 10 goals and one assist in seven appearances in the Open Cup. 10 goals and seven assists, man. That's stupid. Ah. That's just mad numbers. Like, not only is the 10 goals, like, how many games in the League's Cup? What was there, like? Uh, I mean, it says he played seven, but I'm actually not sure if Inter Miami. I know there's, like, group stage was. And then... and, I mean, he came off the bench for the first game. Yeah, and well, and scored a banger. I mean, he it's been very like I'm not one to think, okay, wow, this was uh this was orchestrated or you know, this is fixed, but some of the stuff he's done, some of the way that these games have ended up, um, most recently the US Open Cup, like they were down in the ninetieth and I'm like, ah, it's finished, or it was like the eighty fifth, something like that. They went on to it was tie like the, the ninety game. it was the ninety sixth minute that they yeah. tied in the game, something like yeah. that. Like, it just Storybook absolutely ending. insane, man. Crazy. Like, it, every single one of these has been, like, Messi scoring and, like, or assisting the, like, goal in the final minutes yeah. to, like, send it to extra time or to, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's I, crazy. I will say, I'm just going to, you know, this is called Touchline Take, so I'm going to I'm gonna hit you with a, a hot take here. I think the next place that is going to happen is going to be um, New York. I think either the Red Bulls are going to sell them, they're going to get somebody's going to come in and be a uh, mm-hmm. little more aggressive of an owner, and they might make that signing. I think more realistically, it's going to be NYCFC. They're going to have that okay. new stadium. It's I I really don't see NYCFC long term being mm-hmm. as much of a feeder club to uh, uh, Manchester City, City yeah. as a lot of the other uh, clubs and City Football Group. I think there's just a lot of revenue for them to to be made in, in mm-hmm. the United States. Obviously, and I hate to say this, but like a lot of opportunities for sports washing here in the United States for that group. I mean, a massive market, a market they'd probably want to do more of that in. Right. So I could see a big signing happening uh, when NYCFC get their new stadium. It, it's it's going to be one of the bigger markets, right? It's yeah, going to be either New York or LA. I mean, that's I, I think that was uh, when we talk about Messi, one of the biggest reasons he came in the first place was just because he likes Miami. Right. And any player that you want to bring here and, you know, you can you can throw money at him all you want. But if it's a guy who's like, uh, USA, I love New York, you know, right. like it's going to be hard to convince him to go to, you know, Columbus. Yeah. Denver or uh, Salt Lake City or Columbus. Like, yeah, n- no shade on those places. But like it's harder. It's harder to pull the big draw going yeah. to those places. And I mean, especially when you're growing the league again, we should all look at this. The the MLS as a growing league, right? It's really been around since the 90s. Like, you think of all these other leagues over in Europe and other places have been around since, you know, I mean, granted, in different names, whatever, but some of these clubs have been around since the late 1800s, early 1900s. So it's like what what we're comparing. It's quickly quickly growing. I will say that. Like, that is one of the things it really has going for it. It's not like... um, you know, I think like the J League in Japan is right. a really admirable league. Like it, it, it's a weird one because it wasn't fully like just created out of thin air like MLS. But like the J Leagues, I think only been around since like the early to mid '90s. Similarly, and they're kind of they've been slowly growing. Like they've had some really good success in AFC, but I think MLS is already this. Is, maybe it's a hot take. I don't know, but like MLS is already above J League. That shouldn't be a hot take. No, that is that, a, that, that isn't a hot, a hot take. take at all. But uh, I think you know to really like the next step mm-hmm. is to be an excellent developer of talent. Yeah. 
yeah. we've seen a lot of guys go over MLS and not really quite hit the benchmark of success that we'd like to see them do. And I think, uh, you know, we, we're still not above like uh, the, the nether like the Netherlands, their league, the Eredivisie, or like uh, even Portuguese um, Belgium Liga, Liga Nos. I think Premier Belgium. League. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of like their ability to sell. Yeah. Maybe some clubs are not uh, like I think, especially with Portugal, like. I don't know where MLS teams match up to the big three. Maybe on, on their day, they're beating them. Uh, same thing in the Eredivisie. Like, you know, you got yeah. Ajax, PSV, Feyenoord. I think Ajax would be tougher to a lot of MLS teams. Maybe some of them could beat PSV and Feyenoord. But, like, we're still not – we haven't shown that we can really, truly develop talent right. to the level of those, of those uh, leagues. Maybe that's just, like – you know how sometimes transfers are just kind of fickle? Yeah. Like, people – pay a premium for Ajax players. People pay a premium for Benfica players. Exactly. Maybe it's, it's just a perception. Name. Like, it, they're it's, not seeing it's, MLS teams as, like... It's absolutely a perception, man. And I, I think you're spot on with that. I mean, I would say it right now. I think MLS is the biggest league outside of Europe. I, I, I don't think... You were going to say that over Syria and Brazil? I will. I, I think wow. MLS... I mean, there is more money in MLS right now than there is anywhere I, out, yeah, outside valid. of Europe. That's valid. I, I think... It, uh, well, well, I think we do have to say that with a caveat, especially over this last summer, with all the signings that have occurred Saudi in Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Come on, man! They're just throwing billions Isn't of dollars. Long, I, you know, let's what, what, let's let's kind of move into that. Uh, we, we can kind of close out this whole thing on Messi real quick. That it's impressive. He's gone, like man. We see it. Makes, he's the best it does make me want to turn on the TV. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I've been watching MLS because, yeah. I mean, and I did before, granted, but, like, I've been making a point to watch messy U.S. Open Cup. Make like, MLS I, I mean, it's, turn it on, you know? It, it, it's absolutely, like, the, the guy's, the, like, he's, like I said, the best player ever. There's best no player. question. There's right. no question anymore. We, but, we've, we've, we've said a very ice-cold take that ice cold. is the that, best that player is, ever that, played that, the game. That is even, I, I can't what even take think away. of a hot take. I can't even think of a hot take for that one, man. Like, because, like, I would just, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I, I wouldn't even be able to get the sentence hot out take. to Messi say. Messi needs to run more. That's, like, that's, that's the only thing you can He's really say. He's awful with his left foot. I can't stand it. Um, but, yeah, Saudi Arabia, man, that's uh, listen, listen, a whole other world. Listen, everything they're doing, granted, like spending billion i mean you're seeing it throughout all sports you you start with golf with the live thing for people yeah. who follow golf you see saudi arabia and that country is trying to get involved in the sports market next thing you know i mean you were talking about like we were talking about the other day what if they got into basketball like you know what i mean and started yeah, like i was talking about that yeah um but like you remember what was it six seven years ago when the china super league started buying off a bunch of players and maybe yeah. it wasn't to yeah, this that's, that's extent in mm -hmm. in maybe and i think it's a little bit different because i don't think in china you basically had like the government funding all of this yeah so like part of me wants to be like okay what they're doing in saudi arabia can't it can't sustain itself mm -hmm. and it can't last i mean there's there's still and maybe this is coming how do you watch like i mean between the the, the time zone I, I changes how how do i turn on a game without illegally finding some stream of it there, there's no accessibility for that league granted with the Isn't mls it? right now apple tv people over in europe people in south america people you know in asia can watch the mls because of apple tv right. i mean we see it here with the premier league like in every country has like in brazil the premier league shown on espn 
like here it's shown on NBC. I'm gonna actually. Talk. This is a good question. So uh, I'm gonna actually. Carl can talk about it a little bit more. I'm gonna look to see how you actually watch the Saudi Premier League because I, 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 I have no, no idea. idea. I, I, I've seen clips of like you know Firmino. He would go that he was scoring a bunch of goals. Ronaldo, whatever. Like I, I Sadio Mane, I think scored a goal, but like. I seriously don't know how to watch a game there. Like it, I just it's it's never been like I've never seen it advertised to watch a game there. Um, I mean I know with live golf you're. Oh, starting. it's okay. The Saudi Pro League match between Al Fatah and Al Nassar can be live streamed on the Sony Live app slash website. So it's the golf. I it it appears to be that, although the golf league merged with PGA. PGA, so sure yeah. Other rights still work, but the Sony. Yeah, I mean, but also, who is signing up for that? <laughs> I, I like, do do is there that much of a crossover between golf fans and soccer fans? I honestly don't know because I mean, for me, like, I'm not a huge golf fan. Yeah, like, world but like soccer talk, Saudi Pro League signs Fox deals. Interesting. Oh, okay, so it must might be on FS2 as well. I, but see, like this is not very but, clear. It's not like it's not a great setup. I, see, I do su- agree with your point about Apple TV for, being for more. MLS. And and I know I'm surprised BN Sports hasn't sort of gotten more involved with the Saudi League because they seem to be kind of that off, you know, the wall, obscure, yeah, soccer service that I think they carry uh, the league in Turkey. They carry Ligue in France, and they used to have La Liga until, and then they have. Uh, yeah. BN Sports has the Copa Libertadores um, and Copa Sudamericana that is um, shown here. But yeah, I, I just think the accessibility of the MLS, like, and again, like maybe this is just the beginning of the growth of the Saudi League and maybe it can sustain itself. I really don't think it can. I, well, I, I yeah, think let me, this let me is. Let just point this out as well because I just, I just saw this. Uh, so just in the last few weeks, this is per World Soccer Talk. So uh, I'm giving proper credit. The Saudi Arabian League has succeeded in agreeing deals with other international broadcasters. For instance, Days In acquired the UK rights to the league, as well as Germany and Austria. Meanwhile, in France and Africa, Canal Plus has picked up the rights. So it seems like they're pushing these deals. Uh, it, they're kind of okay. coming a little at a weird time. Like you think they would have set these up before, but it does make sense that like now that they have all these players, the uh, need to market broadcasters them. are more willing to sign a deal. But um, one of the most stark figures i think is the transfer spending and we talk about the big five as being premier league Serie A, Ligue 1, bundesliga and la liga uh saudi arabia is number two on the transfer spend uh so that's 2.36 billion for the premier league which is still nuts yeah um that's that's insane uh saudi pro league 843.79 Million and then third is uh Syria, oh, which I think is a little surprising. It's 757.41 uh million. And if you're curious, like La Liga, which uh honestly in like my lifetime has been one of the big spenders, obviously, mostly it was just yeah, Real Madrid and Barcelona. Well, now with Barcelona's struggles and um, Real Madrid's kind of new philosophy, which we've hit on ad nauseum about like buying younger players. Um, they spent the La Liga spent three hundred eighty-four million. So. Now, like forty percent of that was Jude Bellingham. Exactly. Like, take a hundred and ten odd million euros off of that, and it's it's only <laughs> two hundred million, which is you know barely Shocking. above Eredivisie. Uh, it, it just, I mean, really incredible. Uh, 
spending here by the Saudi Pro League. I, I think, you know, even when China was spending what they were spending, I don't think they were still quite coming as close no. to, to the Premier top League. five as uh, I could be I could be dead wrong on this, but I I I feel like it would have been I don't know. It's talked about a lot, but I feel like the actual spending numbers and again we saw big players go over there. We didn't see the amount of big players we're seeing now. No, or I guess I shouldn't say big players, well known players. Yeah, they were well known. They just weren't really. They were guys who were kind of like fringe players or just um, players that might have been a little past their prime. Like if I remember correctly, Carlos Tevez. Yeah, went, went there. Um, Oscar was one of the ones that was like, okay, he could still have a career here. He's younger, but he went there, collected his paycheck. You can't fault him. Um, one other interesting no. fact about this is that after Premier League and Saudi Arabia, which both uh, weren't, you know, we talk about like net spend and transfers, mm-hmm. they were well, you know, they, they spent way, uh, they way outspent their, their income. Um, every league from three through nine nine being the uh, actually English championship what has a positive balance after uh, this, this transfer window, which I think mm. is pretty interesting. That's interesting. So they sold more players than they brought in. Right. Exactly. Like Serie A, they, they brought in 200 million more than they spent. Interesting. Pretty interesting. Um, let's just hit on some of the big uh, purchases that the, the Saudi league made. Just, I think it's important to know who's over there now. Um, Riyad Mahrez is a good example. Um, we also had uh, Kenan Benzema, mm-hmm. um, Sadio Mane, uh, Fabinho, Jordan Henderson, Jordan Henderson, Neymar, uh, Firmino, Neymar. They they pretty much purchased all the unwanted, well, not unwanted Liverpool players, but guys <laughs> that were ready to go. So, yeah, Neymar was a big one that uh, that contract changed a lot of man. things. In uh, yeah, that contract. How much was it? It was I. I can't even remember. I just remember the fact Neymar stupid. can make five hundred half a million dollars for every social media post that he posts yeah. promoting travel and tourism in Saudi Arabia. I would be spamming my Instagram account, man. I would like be setting tweets all the time, taking pictures at different locations. I'd be collecting that check. But um, I think a lot of us were shocked too when Kylian Mbappe didn't take it. Um. Yeah, because we all know, like it would have been a year deal. They literally said, "Here's a year deal. We know you want to go Real Madrid next year. Right. You don't want to be in PSG." It was like close to a billion dollars. <laughs> it's like he said no, though. I mean, he he's said already no. getting paid a ton, so it's like not. I mean, bad. it's a billion dollars, yeah. man. Just another couple, and Golo Conte, another guy that went to uh, Saudi league. Uh, Alex Telles, uh, right, Laporte. Tellis. Octavio, uh, Jota from Celtics, not Jota from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I, I did see something recently this year that, uh, or not, like last week or so, that apparently something about the club not liking Jota. Hmm. Something about he doesn't fit for the team. That's like interesting. That. I don't know. After just buying him, so there's something strange there. Uh, Pity Martinez, another guy. That's interesting. Joined. Yeah. Um, I'm just checking to see if there's anybody that Diallo, Rosberg, uh, Neymar, Malcolm, Malcolm. I mean, Malcolm's Ruben Neves, Mitrovic. Ruben Neves, I forgot he. Mitrovic is actually one I did. I didn't even know. Yeah, he left Fulham. Kulabali, who kind of like what a crazy fall from like. 
Oh, where was it? Like two price. or three windows ago, like they were saying he could be the most expensive like center back ever. Yeah. And... Another yeah. yet another Chelsea failure. So yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of big spending. Uh, some players have been uh, speculated as going like maybe Mo Salah, but that was firmly denied by Mo Salah's agent. Um, nice. He wants to stay in Europe, kind of do as much as he can here. He probably would have been one of the more ex- like most expensive yeah. ones at the end. Yeah. I think the question now is, um, I'll pose this for you: Is that is this a short term thing? Is this just until the the World Cup? What is it, twenty thirty? And then you know these clubs won't really be trying to spend anymore. Is this just an advertisement for the World Cup, I mean, or is this I, a long term? I wouldn't put it past them to be doing that, probably. but. Um, at the same time, the the part of me that says no is because of how much money invested in just golf. You know what I mean? Yeah. And live yeah. golf. So if they were just investing in, you know, soccer and that was it, there was no other sport they're investing in. I would say, yeah, this is a short term. They're trying to get in the good graces of FIFA, mm-hmm. trying to get this spotlight on them to be able to host the World Cup in 2030. And then, yeah. you know, everybody ships out. I don't think that's the case. I think they're really trying to control the entire market of soccer players. Can they, I mean, look, I don't know much about the reality, uh, but do you think they can continue to convince your average player? I mean, they have targeted a lot of players who are, uh, who are Muslim. Mm-hmm. They, they practice uh, Islam. Uh, do you think they can continue to, or I'm not, I'm not even sure if continue to, but like, convince players that are maybe not as religious or more western i guess we could say that you know this is the place for them do you think do you think we'll see maybe some more cultural changes within saudi arabia as a result of this i i don't know i was i was reading something the other day i don't want to get um, too political but i think it's a valid question to i ask. think it is too but i i think they can i think when you look at the greed of professional athletes yeah. a lot of professional athletes i don't want to encompass them all in that greed but you offer as much money as these clubs are offering to bring you over. Yeah. And like I was reading the other day something like Neymar. So Neymar has a bunch of tattoos. He's very religious, very Catholic, right. you know, coming from a country like Brazil, which is one of the largest, Catholic, you know, countries that, uh, were, you know, practice Catholicism. Catholicism yeah. um, and, you know, he was like walking around like with his shirt off or whatever. And all you see is a bunch of these crosses and, you know, yeah. like sayings in Portuguese yeah. of, you know, I love God and stuff Very like that. Yeah. And there was a lot of pushback on social media from, you know, some people in Saudi Arabia, you know, especially like I don't know if it was within the club, but a lot of the fans of the team he plays for saying he shouldn't do that. He should be more respectful. Like Al-Halil, which is actually one of the like only... Uh... Saudi Arabian teams I really knew prior to yeah. this, like they were traditionally pretty successful. So um, it, it's it's it will be interesting to see. I think more than anything, how the country sort of adapts to accepting those other sort of religions and stuff like that. If there's going to be pushback from you know from within the fans towards these players, or you know because you just I. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out because you're going to start seeing a lot more players who are, you know, aren't Muslim coming over yeah. there to play. I it, once I think one thing that's kind of interesting to me is like how uh, this was very like some teams did this, some teams didn't. I, I, I from my understanding, most of the teams are owned by the uh, public investment fund. 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to me how like some teams got all the players they could possibly want, pretty much like Al Nassar or uh, Iti Had, and then Al Al and Al Riata. I think is another. One. No, actually, they didn't. They didn't spend a whole heck of a lot. Um, yeah, it was like very targeted at like some clubs. So kind of curious as to why that was. Like literally, like some clubs only spent like a million, and then there are others that were like you know hundred. So, so um, I'm just because I was just looking, I was interested. Uh, so when Neymar arrived at the airport, it wasn't so much the tattoos. Oh. He was wearing this cross necklace that he purposely put outside of his shirt as he arrived at the airport in front of the media and stuff like that. Um, so a lot of people were interpreting it as, you know, is he sort of, you know, making an international statement or is he making some sort of religious statement showing up to Saudi Arabia? like that so yeah i i mean i think the only way that they're going to be able to continue this kind of influx of signings is if they not necessarily like they don't have to change everything it's just like continue to be i because i don't know i'm just gonna say continue to be fairly accepting like if, right if neymar wasn't persecuted and sent back to you know france then i would say they've they've been accepting him so far i haven't really seen a lot of the discourse online so I could be dead wrong here. Uh, I just don't want to assume that things are horrible for all those players who came there as of right yeah, now. Yeah, no, and I think... We've talked about for, things not being great for, like, migrant workers, but sounds like things are pretty good when it comes to... Uh, like, players. And as, as long yeah. as, like, I mean, I, like, a lot of the players, I think, assimilate into... They, they, they're they very, you know, yeah, they might still practice their own religion, but right. they don't do it in the open. Right. Um. You know, I think, obviously, one of the big things... For me, you know, with Christianity, I don't want to get too controversial mm-hmm. here. Is there that religion, you know, growing up a Christian was very, you know, you preach it to everybody. Yeah. So, you know, especially in areas, you know, in places um, in the world. That might get a little frowned upon. That might get, you know, that don't necessarily, that might practice a different religion. Right. Because, you know, a, a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot of religions, you know, it's their religion or the other way so yeah there, there's no kind of well, it's only recently room. that in the uk in the uh, premier league i feel like we've noticed a lot more acceptance of mm-hmm. uh devout uh practicing muslims right be given more um I, i'm not gonna say like special treatment but that's not the right word it's no. more like being the clubs have been more accommodating yeah of their, oh, 100%. their needs, especially during like ramadan yep 100 um, percent. like i think maybe putting like together some like prayer rooms things like that like that's that's only a recent thing so and, and, i think it's probably good for both leagues to like have that and i mean we look at this at the end of the day this is a global game right yeah. this is very much a global game this is a game that should be accepting of all races all religions sure. all practices of everything you know what i mean like you know I do want to take this discussion right back down to a uh, typical terrible touchline takes territory, which is uh, <laughs> you talked earlier about no, like you throw them an amount of money at, you know, some players, they're going to, they'll, they'll just no questions asked. They'll be coming. Right. Well, we did talk about like potentially Saudi starting a basketball league, you know, and, and yeah. doing the same thing. James Harden is never going oh. to Saudi Arabia. He needs a strip club, dude. It's not, there's, there's no goddamn way James Harden is going to Saudi Arabia. Like he's like, do they have strip clubs? No. Do they have good wings? No. Okay. Well, I'm saying <laughs> here. There? Unless, no. unless they freaking put a a, a team what in Atlanta, mean? like we were not. He's not. He's not going to this league. It's not happening. <laughs> no. Uh, it, but I think. I mean, even more so. 
changes with the NBA and sports here in the U.S. Yeah. You could see after this Messi contract, kind of circling back to that. There I think will be some questions. Yeah, because now NBA players who are like the face of the league or baseball players who are the face of the league could yep. be like, hey, you know, I saw what Messi just got. I'm one of the best players in the world. Well, yeah. yeah. For like example, if Otani went to uh, like New York, right? Right. The uh, Mets. Yeah. The Mets. I, well. Right. I actually don't. You, you'll have to educate me on the New York media market a little bit, but I know like the Yankees have Yes Network. Yes. The Mets have an equivalent. S and Y. So like, wait, I wonder if I I have no idea how much revenue that actually makes, but like maybe Otani would be like, I want a little cut of this, you know? Or I, I want a cut of the broadcast. Doesn't seem like that guy, but like I can see others. But I mean, it, it, and I think, and again, the thing that's just so remarkable on this messy deal is like it's not just the. And I get, I guess clubs don't have a direct link. You know, it used to be Bally Sports or something like that covering these. Yeah. They have Apple TV and that's the over-encompassing. But just the fact he's like, yeah, I want a cut of the entire league revenue from Apple TV. But, but nobody, um, I mean, nobody else really. I mean, we were... We, maybe if they had gotten Mbappe or somebody like Holland, like maybe right. they would have. But um, people I mean, talking about growth of sports, um, the Women's World Cup, man absolutely incredible yeah like, i feel kind of bad transitioning straight from my pretty much my strip club comment to this but uh i think it's it also it does need to be said that uh holy fuck the the uh luis rubiales like mm -hmm. what the what the fuck was this dude doing like it, it, it's so it sucks so why bad. does it seem like it's just faux pas after faux pas with women's soccer like fuck man it was it, only a couple years ago where uh Ada Hedenberg, and I think I'm mm -hmm. saying that right. I think so. Like, she won the inaugural uh, Ballon d'Or for for the for best the female yeah. soccer player, and like the the host, I forget who the host was, but he was like, "All right, can you twerk for us?" Like, dude, what? Like, just treat them the same as you treat. Like, would you ask Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo to twerk for you? No. No. God damn it, you. No, it, you wouldn't. It is sucks so bad because I feel like probably say what actually happened with uh, Luis Rubiales. <laughs> you want to fill in the yeah. So um, Luis Rubiales is the you know first of all I just want what a great women's World Cup. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We talked about it in our last episode, um, kind of making our predictions. Cameron called kind of called Spain a dark horse. I thought England was going to be a team to win. Mm -hmm. I think we both understood the U.S. probably wasn't going to win this one again just because of the growth of the women's game throughout the world. You saw, yeah. you saw, you know, countries like Colombia, who are usually, you know, a soccer powerhouse in the men's realm, but finally their women's team is on, you know, the international stage. They're making a run, I think it was to the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, it, it's just amazing to see, you know, where the world has gone when it comes to women's soccer, mm -hmm. where, you know, the investments people the are making. are better, like... The, 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 we're starting to even see with like Casey Current yep. soccer specific stadium just for a, a professional for women's, women's team. Soccer. Like, but, but then again, you have teams like FC Barcelona who are selling out. Right. You know the uh, you know forget the name of the stadium in Barcelona. Oh, yeah, why am I also blanking on that right now? But they're they're selling out that stadium. That's what seventy, eighty thousand people. Yeah, it's it might even be a bit, bit a place. bit more, but like. It's just incredible to see where the women's game has gone, you know, and all props to, to Spain, all props to all the women who competed in that. Um, but yeah, the, the controversy that we're talking about is the president of the Spanish Soccer Federation. 
Camp New, by the way. Camp New, that's yeah. it. Why did I? That's. I feel like such an idiot. The Spotify Camp New because of the the levers, you know. <laughs> um, and it fits ninety nine thousand. Okay, I thought it was close to a hundred. So yeah, but uh, sorry, keep yeah, going with the, 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 what Luis, happened. Luis Rubiel, like he he walks up and kisses uh, Jenny Hermoso. Jenny Hermoso, right on the lips. Right on the lips. Right on the lips. Just, I mean. I don't know, man. It, 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 it's disturbing. It's, like, why? It, it, it's, like... it, it's disturbing. It's almost exhausting to see these things. Like the the uh, the example you mentioned before. Now we're having this, and what should have been such an incredible moment. This was the you know globally one of the most watched women's world cup in the history. People are excited. People love this game. People love seeing these women succeed. And then it just has to be overshadowed by some dumb ass fucking man. All just, he had to do was shake her damn hand. Like, I don't know, maybe even give her a hug if she was up for that. A hug, kiss on the even Why like you, you go know, I, I kiss on the lips, dude. Like I just You gonna kiss like freaking uh uh I don't know, like fucking Chavi on the lips? Like No, probably not. No. no. So, okay, it, but it gets worse, right? It's like Okay, you did. You that. made a mistake. You did that. You made a mistake that you know, but instead of you know, sort of accepting his mistake right. and apologizing, <laughs> yeah, he's yelling. Doubles you know, down, motherfucker! Doubles down on this. He shit. doubles down. He triples down, like quadrupling down. I don't even know what to call it anymore because you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, they took it as far in the opposite direction as they possibly could. When they threatened legal action against Jenny Hermoso, All right, what? that's like that's like suing the victim that is suing the victim he's he's sitting at this meeting with the spanish soccer federation you know like just like yelling he will not resign and like people are like all the men are applauding and like it's just like i don't i don't know how we've gone so far in the opposite direction when it felt like we were going so far in the positive direction um and like it, it, it's tough and it, it's tough for sort of my perspective to sit here and be like, I'm exhausted because if I'm exhausted, I can only imagine, you know, what the women involved feel like or yeah. just like women in general who are in love, you know, love this sport or just like women in general to see something like this that, you know, unfortunately, that sometimes they have to deal with in, in their lives or deal with all the time. And it's like it's like they're there. And they also took like every possible avenue to try to get this federation to have a lick of sense about them. i i think like a bunch of them said they weren't going to play any more matches and the, and the federation has the, the the sheer gall the sheer audacity to say well um, technically you're obligated to play for the national team i i I, I don't even know if that's a truth like, like maybe maybe it is like even if that is a true thing for the league first of all that's fucked up all they have to do is just lay off this dude like let's be real he's gonna get a job at some club somewhere and be oh exactly somebody's salary. gonna sign him like that, that, that's what happens unfortunately with these incidences yeah. all the time but like it, like it, it's you see the merry-go-round and women's coaching where like some guy has a problem at one club in NWSL. Weird. He pops up at another one. Like, you know, and it's all it takes is for these people to apologize, 
show that they're willing to take some action to correct it right. and like never do it again. This yeah, one, yeah. <laughs> the complete opposite happened here. This one's just remarkable to me because, again, you were mentioning these other instances, and obviously, and fortunately, this isn't the first one to ever happen within the women's game. Unfortunately, it probably won't be the last one. But um, no, I think it's. I mean, the only like saving grace here is that uh, FIFA. Crazy to talk about FIFA being the good guy here. FIFA stepped in and uh, suspended Rubiales. Yeah. Or I think 90 days, something like that. 90 days. So they investigate that's, it. That, that's, a whole bunch that's of other things. Investigate it for 90 days. The Spanish Federation will pay off who they can within FIFA. And next thing you know, he's back on the job. And Yeah, I like that's the thing. Like, you and, know, and, and maybe like, a good guy FIFA, but like I low expectations for how. for how it plays out. And maybe there is, I shouldn't say a positive comment on this, but like a lot of times when the inc- these incidences happen, Everything swept under the rug and behind closed doors, right? Right. This one, I think right now, you know, we have so much sort of, I don't want to say, up, yeah, uprising of not just, you know, the federation between, you know, the, on the Spanish or the women's side of the game, but you have players on the men's side saying, hey, you know, like Hector Bellerin, like saying yeah. like, hey, I'm not going to play for the national team ever again, unless, um, you know, you change this yeah. um there was a club in i think la liga that this weekend when they're going out for you know their their post game like handshakes and pictures laid out a banner that said in spanish you know i stand with her most like that's awesome so like yeah. you're you're seeing a lot more people kind of w- within all aspects of the global game especially within spain be very upset about this yeah. and obviously this ruby islands guy sounds like a complete dickhead and dumbass that he just like won't put it on the back burner like most people do in these situations he's you know doubling down he's tripling down whatever and i think that's that's pissing more people off dude you were caught it's like you know that like the meme like caught in 4k yeah he was caught in 4k like 8k jesus like you're on the global stage and you do this and it's just like just it's you know hopefully a somewhat positive to come out of this is like we start to it once again recognize how you know much of this happens all the time within the women's yeah. game and maybe you know maybe this is a turning point to fixing these issues like the only way more uh more of these issues are uncovered is if when women come forward yeah bring them up and honestly like in the men's game too yeah like the more these players come up come forward and say this happened like, they're only going to do that if they're taken seriously. But if the actual entire federation is coming after you, like, that's going to make so many women, and men too, once again, but, like, more importantly, women in this case, uh, just feel like, okay, I'm not going to bring this up. Nothing good is going to come of it. In fact, they're, yeah. gonna try to, they're actively going to try to hurt my career. Right. It's just, like... And then leagues are going to be like, oh, well, you know, we're trying to do more to improve women's football. It's like, well, then listen to the players. Listen to the players. This is, it's it's a never-ending cycle, right? Like, of, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. Oh, my God, we're going to do more. Time passes, happens again. Oh, my God, I wish this never happened. Right, poor response. Like, it's it's just a never-ending, like, cycle within the women's game when it comes to these sort of things. So, you know, as much as I love to talk here about the growth of the women's game and um, how much it's changed and how excited we are to, like, see all of this in front of our eyes, like, 
reality is there is still so much more that needs to be fixed within the women's game when it comes to issues like this than you know we i think it's like the tip of the iceberg right you have the tip of the iceberg you know this whole ruby alice thing happening and underneath that whole iceberg is just so much other shit that probably happens within you know the u.s federation the english federation the swedish levels like like, all the way top to bottom right so it's Um, like it's it's a little worrying especially i think like we are most likely going to be sorry i need to like cough here never mind i'm good uh we're going to be following the usl super league Right. When that starts up, mm-hmm. and I, you know, from what they've said, and they do have a lot of women in charge, which is great. Like they've been, awesome. they've been putting. Not it's not just like you know, like I hate when when people are like, oh well, you know, they only put them in that position because women. It's like, well, look here, like in in USL Super League, and in a lot of USL Super League clubs as of now, like the the women leading the charge are. Super qualified. So They're I don't way want, more I don't qualified than uh, I yeah. would say eighty percent or ninety, even even uh, maybe higher than that of men who could be in that. Position. I don't want to hear anyone complain about that. Like no. they're very mm-hmm. qualified. Um, so hopefully they're making the right decisions. We've already heard that, like in terms of compensation, they're going to be held to the same standard as the USL Championship. So nice. I, I like I'd like to see that. Um, mm-hmm. and they they have a good chance to like right a lot of wrongs or not necessarily right a lot of wrongs, but like. Get out ahead of things compared to yeah. what the NWSL has been. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, they, they at least have the chance to start off on the right foot. Yeah. And, you know, by sort of giving the league kind of a pedestal to be like, hey, mm. this is how you do things, right? This is how right. things should be run within the women's game. Um, is that to say there's not going to be some issues? Probably not, you know, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, I, I like to be an optimist about these things, but we, we all know how, you know, the world works. Yeah. And I think we, we just, it sucks to think that we have to keep chipping away and there isn't some, like, solution because, like, again, like I said, this this whole Ruby Alice thing, I'm like, I, it's such a global thing that I'm hoping, like, oh, my God, like, is this finally, like, the moment where we can be like, fuck this, we're sick and tired of this everyone from every level just kind of takes this as yeah. a chance to change something. Reality is, you know, it's probably not going to happen. So like, what, what can we do? What can leagues do? What can clubs do? What can coaches do? You know, what can players do? Not just on the women's game, but the men's game too, at all levels to be able to, you know, help fix, find a solution for this. I think those questions are going to be asked a lot. Um, and I think it, as us, like fans of the game, it's just like doing what we can to stand with Hermoso. It's right. like doing what we can to put pressure on our local clubs when they mess up. Right. Like, I mean, you're in Tampa now, and we're, we're probably going to just talk a little bit more about Tampa here. But like, you know, uh, when that club comes to town, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, it's going to be people like me and other fans of the Tampa team that are going to have to say, like, if something happens, like, that's not cool. You guys need to make these changes. You need to get rid of this person. Right. I mean, the players will obviously be like the first people to talk up, speak up for the most part. But like then it's then it's on us to like support them. Right. And I think that's the kind of environment that if you want to be a success, since they're both going for division one sanctioning here, mm-hmm. like the more you can make the players feel comfortable, like know that a league is backing them up, knowing that like basically wherever I go, like whatever mm-hmm. team I end up signing with in this league, I'm gonna be in a good place where I'm listened to, I feel safe. Right. 
that's yes. that does go a long ways and the compensation structures will probably be a little bit of a gulf to begin with i'm not sure what we'll end up seeing like that's totally speculation but if they can foster that good kind of environment mm-hmm. they're off to a good start yeah but carl how so how are you enjoying how are you enjoying tampa did you did you like your little your little trip here I, I did. So I am a little sunburned right now. Yeah, we did go to the beach today. We, so. we did go to the beach. We went, where was it? Sunset Beach? Is that where it was uh, called? Treasure, I think we were in Treasure, Treasure Island. Island? I Treasure Island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were in Treasure Island. Um, it was hot. I put on like four I layers of work. sunscreen. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know all the beaches here. Um, and I missed some spots. So I'm very sunburned. Obviously, uh, I don't get this type of sun in Cleveland. Um so we were we were at the did we talk about the karaoke bar on oh yeah we did a little karaoke we did a little karaoke yeah. and there the was a whole ebor experience i and there was a, familiar with ebor it's a it's a quite the place um there was a moment singing karaoke where i just bought a high noon and i put it up to my like <laughs> forehead to cool myself off because it was hot and I, every like and we're around a bunch of like other people from yeah. like who live in yeah. like the tampa area and I was like, it's so hot here. And everybody's like, this is a cool night. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it was, like, a, it was like one of those sci-fi movies where, like, Carl notices everything. Like, something is very wrong. Something is very different, but nobody else does. He's just yeah. going around to anybody that will listen to him, listen to him at this karaoke bar. Like, He's like, it's hot. Tell me it is hot. Is it? And people are like, oh, it's, yeah, I, 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 uh, and, and I was I was asking Cameron, too, um, I think it was either I think it was Friday because I went for a rock walk. I went on the river walk. You know, I walked yeah. for like an hour and a half, two hours, and I went to like a smoothie place. And I like walked in, and there was I went up to the the cashier, and you know, kind of dad joke, small talk. I was like, "Whoo, hot out there today!" He outed himself as a tourist so and, fast, and, and, and like she just kind of looked at me and just like kind of chuckled. And so like I came back to Cameron, and I was like, "Is it weird to like?" start a conversation with the, like how hot it is outside like is are people do, do we just accept it as a reality around here that it's, much, it's gonna yeah. be hot i think it's when every day is 90 plus degrees like it's not really a topic of conversation anymore it's, it, like, it's like yeah, yeah that's how it was yesterday and the day before and, and it's how it's gonna that. be tomorrow yeah um and it's like it blows my mind like every store and establishment i walk in you just get it's like a shock to your body like the the amount yeah. of ac that just blows on you and then you walk out of it and it's like the shock on your body for the amount of heat you just step into it's actually really hard to get drunk in florida when you're drinking outside because you're just constantly sweating it all out. oh i don't know yeah. i got pretty drunk on friday yeah, he did good. Yeah, that was good. I, I, it was but it was good because like we nothing there were no problems no nothing no but nobody was sick like we right. went to castle and freaking danced like madmen carl did not uh choose to get whipped there that was that was not on, on the menu. I wanted to. I had no He's more cash next left. Time. He's going to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to bring more cash next time so I can get whipped. Yeah, but, but overall, overall, good experience. We got the, the in-person pod. Yeah. I'll have to uh, return the favor, go up to Cleveland. Unfortunately, we can't. There's no soccer to watch up there. So. There, I mean, we could make the trip to Columbus or Detroit. Uh, that could happen. Oh, yeah, both, that could happen. Both are two hours away. We're running out of time for both of those, but... Uh, well, maybe Columbus, Las Vegas, and the I don't know. There, there's, there, there's still time. I mean, who knows how much longer I'm going to be in Cleveland now that True. I've seen Tampa. It would be it's... sick to see the the Hell is Real Derby between uh, Columbus and uh, Cincinnati. That would be, yeah. that'd be I, I mean, you come next year, you can see the MLS Next Pro game. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> We're all excited for <laughs> so that. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, guys, um, this was really cool to be able to do, you know, an in-person podcast. Uh Cameron and I 
This is the second time we've seen each other since 2020, I think, because there is technically like, third if you want to include uh, crossing paths in an airport. That no, that's why I mean second. We hadn't oh. seen each other before seeing each before we met in Philly. We hadn't seen each other since 2020. No, we did because I, I met up with you in uh, Portland. We went to uh, that was 2020, man. That was, that was oh, pandemic. Since 2020. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I probably shouldn't say I traveled in 2020. I did do that. That was I'm bad. You bad boy. You're the family. one who should have been with. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. No, appreciate it. This was this has been awesome. It's. Right. I wow. will say, I think, uh, you know, quick takeaway from doing an in-person podcast. Yeah. Wow, it's so much easier to have a conversation. It's a hundred percent. Like there, there's, there's no just like sudden. Are you? Oh no! You go ahead. No, no, you, you, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, this this was really cool. So you know, if I ever do end up down here, we could do it all the time. You know, we Hell could yeah, do boy. our one podcast every three months in person. Yeah. Um, or maybe I just fly down here every weekend for a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard of some like streamers that uh that definitely do that. So <laughs> if you guys, I'm gonna start a GoFundMe so people can help fund my my podcast travels um just down to tampa every day or maybe what we could do if we ever get enough money we could travel to a different game every weekend and just set up a podcast i would love to do that i would love to do that but that that takes some real money like i mean even even people like uh even people like uh uh, dan vaughn who's got like the protagonist podcast like you know he's he's covering a ton of lower league soccer but it's still it's it's this is not if anyone thinks this is a lucrative business to cover lower league soccer, it's it's not. No. It's for the love. It's for the passion. Like, I, I bring up Dan because like Dan and like well, the, an OG, the two Dan's like Dan, Dan Creel, and Dan they're OGs. Vaughn, like they're going to a lot of games, and I know both of them have uh, definitely put some of their own money into going to some of these games. So just yeah. you know, uh, when you see people covering lower league soccer, whether it's those guys or like I mentioned, the people doing the watch party in Ebor yesterday at Barry House Rabbler Sports. Yeah, uh, like USL show. There's a billion more podcasts I could listen. I could list, but I'm just gonna do three for right now. Like they're doing it out of love, people. Like and show them some support, no matter any way you can. Whether mm-hmm. that's just listening, whether that's tweeting at them, like showing support, or even you know if they've got a Patreon or something or a store, throwing them a couple bucks. Like you know, this is all for for the love of the game, all for the support of the game, and mm-hmm. just trying to make more fans when we can. Um, sometimes it's only the hardcore people, anyways, but yeah and if you want to get more involved um just a couple quick things i'll just you know list that this is feeling like the get involved power hour there's a usl discord join that there's usl reddit so if you ever feel like you don't have a community to share this with there's one for you there yeah it's there uh whether it's on reddit or god forbid x.com feels so weird to say that um, i still call it tw- twitter. twitter i won't give in <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll never given but it's all over the place so definitely seek it out um Mm -hmm. it's a very friendly community so um yeah but thanks for thanks for listening thanks for listening and thanks for inviting me thanks for for coming all right see you later everyone